Fire Nation in the house, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1914 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week, and I've created five incredible courses so that you can master productivity, accomplish goals, crush Kickstarter, create funnels and webinars that convert. The best part is they're free, and they are waiting for you at eofire.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Lee Carraher. Lee, are you prepared to ignite? I am so ready. Yes. Lee is the founder and CEO of Double Forte, a national PR firm. Known for her practical solutions to big problems, she's authored two books on creating positive, high-producing teams. Lee, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Sure. I grew up in Boston and Providence, which I know you love. Love. Um, I went to college in Minnesota, where I got an awesome degree in medieval history, which is very, very useful. Um, And now my home is in San Francisco with some stops in Boston and Los Angeles along the way. I've been in the same career um, my whole adult life, so communications, public relations, my whole adult life, which probably sounds really boring, but um, I think it's actually been pretty interesting for me because I've worked on super interesting companies and thousands of people and, and helped really solve big problems and get big things done in the markets that I've worked in. Um, I started a company before this one for a big media company and where I learned a lot about the difference between leading a company and leading a team. <laughs> Um, and then I started this company in 2002. Um, at home, I'm the chief bacon officer. My ho- awesome husband, Pete, he's the chief home officer. Um, and he makes everything happen at home. We have two awesome kids who inspire me every day. Um, I'm on the board of a couple of uh, awesome organizations that make a big difference for people, which really matters to me. And um, I just started horseback riding again after a very long time nice. off the horse. Which has been awesome because it's, you know, there's nothing else you can think about when you're on a horse except staying on and (laughs) um, not having that uh, space to think about everything else except just that quiet space with the horse is probably the biggest gift I've given to myself this year. Well, I love everything. I think the thing that I love most is medieval history. I mean, (laughs) I kind of think about that right now. and. Um, but kind of a side note, I've never actually talked about this publicly, but you might get a little bit of a kick out of this because of your medieval history background. But I've actually uh-huh. purchased two domains. One's called Castle Trotting and one's called uh-huh. Castle Scout. And I'm considering at some point in the future, who knows, but I'm going to actually uh-huh. go and create audio walking tours of the best oh, castles yeah. in Europe. When you get there... Let me know because I have my own list. Well, Lee, think I about it, though. Would that. it be something that you think <laughs> would actually be interesting to people? Like you you yes. stand outside Absolutely. of the moat and I would say, okay, press play. I'm now going to guide you through this castle yes. with all of the history and Absolutely. experience. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Heartbeat. Beat. I was just in Europe this past summer, uh, Scotland, uh, England, and Norway, and um, there are not enough great audio stories like that tell the story about what happens in the walls. You see these great walls and it's nice and pretty and, you know, you pay your 20 pounds or your 24,000 krona or whatever. But um, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I was just in London and um, we went to Windsor Castle and they have this incredible uh-huh. audio walking tour of Windsor Castle. And as I was doing it, I was yeah. like... If I didn't have this audio walking tour, I literally would spend about 10 minutes in this castle. I, I, 
I right. like the castle. It's great, but I just, you know, I'd be over it. Like, I, I love history. I love castles, but it's only so much I can do. But yeah. it's the stories. So, And it's only those big castles that have the audio tours. It's you only the do big ones. All the, you, but there are so many important castles. Oh, my gosh. We can talk about that forever. <laughs> well, Lee, I'm going to shift the conversation. Maybe uh, put, put okay. this current one on hold for a couple of years. But it's something, uh, you know, again, is something that I'm, I'm thinking about because I love that kind of stuff. But I want to talk today about what you consider your area of expertise right now. What is that? I have an ability to see... I see a vision for almost everybody or any person or any product that comes to me that uh, where that thing, that person, that those people can make a huge, big difference. And I'm able to sort of chart a big, hairy ass vision for them and then also figure out how to what's the messages so that people can uh, motivate your people, your customers, your partners to make that vision a reality. And that just sort of comes to me. I don't have to work too hard at it. Um, from a leadership point of view, I think this is what makes me a good one, you know, carrying a big vision and showing people how they can be responsible, not just for participating in it, but for actually making it happen. So Lee, what's something that we don't know about what you become great at, about your vision, about, you know, your area of expertise that as entrepreneurs, we probably should. I think public relations and communications is really misunderstood. Every day I find people like, oh, you just make a phone call, those things happen. In fact, when I started the company, I didn't even call Double Forte a PR firm because I really don't like PR people or what people think about PR people. Um, and that changed when social media became, I mean, we started the company before Twitter, Facebook, anything. Um, and when social media came on the scene, we changed it so we were a PR firm. Um, because social media is really well suited to PR people who are used to negotiating and not just forcing something. You know, people think they know good PR when they see it, but how it happens, you know, no one really understands all those pieces that how, it, how you make something good happen in that realm. And when I can tell you, you know, good PR, good influencer relations, you know, they take time and consistent work and constantly finding a good story to fit someone else's need, not your own. And using truth today and not hype, um, I am really actually excited about how much transparency there is in the market today uh, because the truth will set you free and it'll give you <laughs> sustainable success, you know. And there's no such thing as overnight success. There just isn't, you know. Oh, this person just showed up on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, that, that didn't just happen. You know, a lot of things happened before that, right? Um, and I think the other piece is that people get really, um, you know, they tie themselves in knots about what to say. And instead of thinking, you know, the simpler, the better, right? And don't be boring. Just don't be boring. Um, no one reads, no one listens to, no one's watches boring. And uh, everybody has something interesting to say. Sometimes they're just scared to say it. Um, and if you can do those two things, then, you know, you really have a, a really opportunity to make some traction in the world. Fire Nation is pretty simple. Don't be boring. <laughs> Just don't be boring. <laughs> so, Lee, obviously, some of your greatest life moments have been wandering around medieval castles and, and having a great time doing that. But you've had some tough moments. And I want to talk about one of your toughest entrepreneurial moments. And actually, not even the tough, uh, one of the toughest, but the worst entrepreneurial moment mm -hmm. you've experienced to date. Take us to that moment. Tell us that story. So I think that every entrepreneur I know has a cash flow crisis story, right? Uh, I've had a couple, and um, but every entrepreneur I know makes it through it. So I guess mine's going to be a little different, perhaps. Um, the one that was really a body blow to me that really just knocked me 
to my core was when I started the company in 2002, we only hired people with 10 years of experience. So that meant they were all sort of 32 years old. A long story I won't bore <laughs> you with on that. But then in 2010, after the you know downturn, we re imagined the business and started looking forward and realized that if we didn't have younger people in our business, we weren't going to have an opportunity for the business. So started hiring young people. I'd done this before. My last two companies had over 700 people each. Most of them were under 30, didn't think anything of it and um, started hiring what, it, what I now know is called a millennial. And uh, which I did not know at the time. And we hired six millennials within eight weeks of each other. And within three months, they were all gone. Mm. And I had never in my career had 100% failure with people. I'd had 100% failure with products, with ideas, with money, but I'd never had 100% failure with people. And um, it was I was tempted. And everyone else told me, oh, you just made some bad hires. I'm like, I can't make six bad hires at the same time. I've never done that. So it has to be us. Like one person could be their problem, but six people within eight weeks, it had to be our problem. And when I started looking at it, um, everything was so negative. I mean, there's so much negative things about working with millennials and they're terrible. And I just like, how can you wake up in the morning and be negative about people you work with? So I sort of ignored it all. And uh, people thought I was crazy, but I started interviewing people, uh, millennials and managers and all these people just to see what was going on because uh, I couldn't believe what I was reading. And from there, we were able to create a culture. It took a long time, a lot of trial and error, a lot of, uh, you know, working things out, finding the right people, but uh, found a way to get young people into our business and keep them here um, over the long haul, which I think for me uh, is the most gratifying thing, actually. Because um, if you don't have a millennial in your business, you don't have a future in your business. It's pretty straightforward. Um, and from that, um, actually, I started doing, I mean, it was I mean, truly a body blow. I was so, I mean, I was in tears. People didn't know mm. what to do with me. <laughs> but from the learning I got from that is, um, one, it became one of our consultant, you know, one of the things I do for clients became this millennial thing. And then um, someone asked, Lee, why don't you just write a book about this? And so I did. Um, and then my first, my two books are really out of that experience of having failed epically and then figured it out. Break it down for us, Lee. What is the one lesson of all of those great lessons and all those heartbreaks and all those like struggles you went through, but the one lesson that you want us to walk away with? Uh, I want you to walk away with the lesson of listening, right? The lesson of listening, because uh, we think we know and we don't. And um, when we hit a roadblock, uh, it's really easy to say, oh, that was just a mistake. I'll just keep doing what I was doing. But if you can listen to what people are telling you, what your customers are telling you, you can become so valuable and so relevant. And I think we're all struggling, you know, we'll all be struggling with relevance. Relevance is changing so fast. Um, you know, what was relevant three years ago is not relevant today, which is, it's never been so fast. Mm. And I can tell you that as a medieval historian, it's never been that <laughs> fast. And <laughs> uh, we listening is going to be the key to sustainability. Lee, Quick question. Today, mm -hmm. here we are. You have a lot of things that are happening that are right. I mean, you learn those lessons, you apply them to your business, you have a lot of things that are going really well. What is the one thing, though, amongst everything that has you most fired up now? You know, I am super fired up about 
the ability of our younger generations to see the positive. And um, if we can get them into places where they're excited and they are um, motivated and they are helped to help achieve their goals, I think we're in a good place. And that gives me hope for not just the business, but for our communities and for our culture, for sure. Did you hear that, Fire Nation? The future is not a devastating <laughs> place, but it's a place there's hope. And all we need all we need is people like yourself, people that are listening right now to just do things. They're going to have ripple effects. They're going to inspire others. They're going to make people want to make and create great things. And if you think that Lee has been dropping value bombs thus far, you are correct, Fire Nation. We have more coming up in the lightning round when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Quick question for all the marketers listening. What's your address? My friend Billie Jean wants to send you something in the mail. It's small, blackish, and if used properly, it might deliver some serious ROI for the next 100 listeners who go to copyourads.com. Billie Jean is going to mail you his best performing Facebook funnels for free. You just cover the shipping. Once you stick this flash drive into your computer, you'll have instant access to the fitness funnel that got a single location over 500 new members before they even opened their doors to the public, the real estate funnel, which generated 93 buyer leads, dozens of private showings, and 300 open house attendees for two open house dates, the campaign that brought a chiropractor 34 new patients in two months and tripled his investment, and 17 other funnels in different niches that he and his clients spent millions of dollars testing. Visit copyourads.com to take Billy Jean up on his generous offer. If you're not much of a designer but are looking for ideas for your next logo, website design, or even your new business cards, then Design Crowd can help. Design Crowd gives you access to over 550,000 creative minds from around the world who will help you come up with your next design. Plus, Design Crowd makes it super simple. All you have to do is submit your brief, and then designers will begin submitting quality designs for you to review, provide some constructive feedback, and you can quickly generate multiple designs you love and that fit your needs. Why pay expensive fees? and wait weeks for an agency to pitch an idea when you can have exactly what you need within just three days. Design Crowd is so confident. If you don't like any of the submitted designs, they'll give you your money back. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer for Fire Nation. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D.com slash fire. Lee, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? I am ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I don't think I planned to be an entrepreneur at all, and I was much more conservative than starting my own company. Um, and in 2002, I had left my last company after 9-11, was going to take a year off, um, and I was looking for a job like I'd had before, uh, before in a big company where I worked for Sega of America, the video game company. Um, but my mom um, got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, and um, it was very clear very quickly that I was going to spend time in Wisconsin with my mother, who was given only three months to live. So I pulled myself out of those job, uh, those two jobs that I was up for, um, because I would either get fired or have to quit to be able to be with her. Um, and that like moment of time where I was like, I need to create a life and an income because again, I'm the chief bacon officer that allows me to live the life I want and provide for my family and um, 
was the thing that spurred me to be an entrepreneur. But at the same time, I was unwilling to do what I knew um, how to do, um, like just create another cookie cutter uh, PR firm. Um, so I sat down and I just wrote this list of non-negotiables. I, I will not work with people I don't like. I will, I need to work where um, anywhere I can, you know, and I only want to work with things that are interesting to me. And I want to work with boring, as I said before, right? And that's how we created the company, which was around just be the perfect fit, only work for people who are good people, don't take bad money. Um, and, you know, 15 years later, the company's changed so many times uh, because the market's changed so many times, but those non-negotiables are still in place. So, you know, I think necessity created my need to be an entrepreneur and then my ability to keep moving forward through all this change that's happened in communications in the last decade has kept me interested in being an entrepreneur. What's the best advice you've ever received? Know yourself best, know what you're good at, what you're bad at, what gets you excited, and what uh, makes you bored, and um, create the team around you that complements that. What is a personal habit, Lee, that contributes to your success? This habit I have um, created for myself just in the last four or five years is a habit of appreciation. I was working with an executive coach and Lori told me, you know, teams that feel appreciated outperform so that don't. And I was like, what? You know? <laughs> um, yeah. When you say thank you, people like it. And I said, well, of course I say thank you all the time. And she's like, no, you don't. You don't, you never say thank you. And I realized I wasn't saying thank you. I'm a nice person. I was implying thank you. And it really comes up. My father was a, is a retired cardiac surgeon in our house. Please and thank you was implied because, uh, you know, Lee, if I ask, please and thank you in the operating room, someone could die. So I was just, I was grown up with not saying please and thank you in a work setting. And when I started saying please and thank you, everything changed. Everything changed. We stopped wasting time. We stopped um, getting a lot of grumbling, morale improved, and uh, frankly, profit improved. So um, that habit of appreciation, making sure that people around you know that um, I'm thankful that they choose to work for me, um, has been become a daily habit that makes a huge difference in our business. Recommend one internet resource. Focus at will. I'm listening to that literally right now. I love that. Are you really? I love Focus at Will. I actually interviewed the founder, whose name is Will. He's a great dude. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head the episode number, but it was a really fun chat, and he is a studly entrepreneur. So check it out, Fire Nation. And Lee, one book and share why. Leadership and the Art of Conversation by Kim Crisco. Um, if you're not productive in conversation with the people who choose to follow you, you're really pushing a big stone up the hill. That It's never going to get easier. And I think that what Kim has done in this book, he is just amazing at breaking down how to transform your conversations to being positive and productive. It's actually out of print, but you can get um, a used copy on Amazon and I buy them like 20 at a time so that I have them for my staff. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you. The best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye. You know, I think as an entrepreneur, as a leader, nothing is more important than knowing yourself and taking care of yourself. You have to put on the oxygen mask first if you want to be a great leader and a great entrepreneur for the long haul. Uh, nothing is more important. Um, how to connect with me, you can find my books on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble Independence, uh, Millennial Mind, Millennials in Management, and uh, The Boomerang Principle. And then if you want to connect with me, the best place is my website, 
which is www.leecarraher.com, L-E-E-C-A-R-A-H-E-R.com, where I blog and I have my books and my agency, Double Forte, is there. And you can follow me on Twitter at at Lee Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with LC and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Lee in the search bar and her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And Lee, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Lee today. And if you're ready to accomplish that one big goal, well, I have the Freedom Journal, which means you'll accomplish that number one goal in 100 days because it will guide you every step of the way. So check it out at thefreedomjournal.com. Use promo code podcast as a little thank you for listening to my podcast. And I will catch you there or I will catch you on the flip side. If you're not much of a designer but are looking for ideas for your next logo, website design, or even your new business cards, then Design Crowd can help. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer for Fire Nation. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire. Quick question for all the marketers listening. What's your address? My friend Billy Jean wants to send you something in the mail. It's small, blackish, and if used properly, it might deliver some serious ROI for the next 100 listeners who go to copyourads.com. Billy Jean is going to mail you his best performing Facebook funnels for free. You just cover the shipping. Copyourads.com.